Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our weekly segment with the man himself, Mr. Clint from Bullpen Media. Welcome to the show, buddy. What's going on? Good afternoon to you, Ahmed. It's very nice to be on and talking to you again this week. Uh, what's going on? Oh, I've got a few things just to talk through. It's going to be centered on esports this week. And... I also want to bring you back and pull you off on that bet you made from a couple episodes ago as well. Ready to go, mate. <laughs> so, no, I'm good. Um, yourself, how's it going? Well, nice to be on. Awesome. Hit us. What do you got for us this week? Okay, good. First thing is uh, esports company Gfinity Australia will be, their operations are going to cease at roughly end of November. Uh, their parent company, uh, out-of-home media company and agency here, there, and everywhere, is going to wind their uh, wind Gfinity's operations down, citing difficulty in the esports market in Australia. Wow! Really? So, and this is—it's a peculiar one. They, so, a major firm, so HTE. You've heard of them before? You may have heard them around the traps. No, I haven't known. So they do they do outdoor advertising, so out of home advertising. They do digital advertising. Uh, I think they have stakes in a um, some agencies as well. They've got various businesses and a lot of audio. Audio is their main thing actually, like radio advertising and audio. Um, big a big portfolio in that realm actually. Okay. Um, so that so they they about 2017 they invested in Gfinity Australia. Gfinity is a global esports business, but um, they invested into Gfinity Australia in 2017. So in two years, uh, the idea was meant to be a long-term play. Maybe maybe it was too early, too soon. So in two years, they decided to pull out of, pull out of esports because they just haven't realized any, any return, profitability, sustainability, uh, which is a... It's a shame because of the reasons cited saying a lack of sustainability in Australia. And I'm finding this, as someone that's still learning about the industry globally and in Australia, I'm finding it troubling because is there problems with finding value in the esports sector in Australia? I wonder if that's an issue. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know enough. It's that, is the kids' sponsorship being priced correctly? Uh, is there enough critical mass right now? Seemingly there is, but is it in the right, is it in the right types of games and leagues? Um, but it's, I just wonder if it speaks to just a, an issue that the market or the industry in Australia is young, but I would like to actually, someone that is far more knowledgeable on the industry should, uh, would, would be worth asking them, but it's funny how they they're pulling out 
tracking that kind of issue. Wow, interesting. But you know, you've got other, you know, you've got professional sports clubs getting involved. You know, they're putting in teams themselves. They're finding value. Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be. I guess some companies. It's probably a shakedown of a couple of companies that don't know how to find that kind of profitable sweet spot or valuable sweet spot anyway. But um, there leads into the next thing because uh, Gfinity Australia are actually partnering with Supercars for the upcoming E-Series, and that's still going to go ahead. Which and Supercars are wanting to invest big into this. Very nice. Something different. There is there is value. Well, racing works very well. Um, like e-racing and you know, e-racing works very well. F1, like the F1s especially, works very well. It actually looks good. It's there's actually a good alignment between racing and the and digital racing or e-racing. It's there's a really good alignment, and I think for rights holders in racing, I mean the gaming aspects work very well. So I think supercars staying with it is going to be oh, it's going to be interesting. Work. But how the series goes this year, and I think it's going to be interesting that they will continue to invest. So there is there is hope from uh, there is hope ahead in the, the sector in Australia while it's still young. Very nice. Interesting to, to see what actually happens. Definitely, that, some of these are signposts that so we can so you kind of think, okay, let's have a look. There's something worth thinking about or talking about as we press ahead. Uh, so supercars of the E series starts in. September is going to run for a couple of months. Uh, it's, I mean, the kinds of things you look at for production and production storytelling and a real digital, it's got to be quite a digitally focused series. So, yeah. Lots of things there. Yeah. Makes and sense. And the sponsors get on board. And also, and the sponsors. Oh, it's fun to get on board. And the other thing is you've got to get the race teams on board as well. If they really drive this and back this as well, it just adds, it just, it, it a whole, it boosts the entire series forward as it's, as it's growing. If they get the race teams yeah. on board, it'll, it'll absolutely blow up. I think it would be, I think it's great. You think there are a number of race teams in, um, getting involved, but if you get full buy-in, it could do really well. It could do really well. I mean, it's a really good point of difference because it, it's a, because it's, you've got a wide appeal for, I mean, e-racing as kind of really kind of offsets the traditional audiences for supercar series. Uh, wow. Keep looking out for it. I'm done. I mean, if they if they all if they all get on board, and even like you get your um, like your F1 and the and the different leagues and so on around the world. It could really, 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 really blow up because car racing fans, a lot of them love to play the actual game, uh, especially remember the old Daytona and so on. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I remember like we used to, we used to go down to the, to the, what's it called, man, to the, those, those gaming rooms and play Daytona for hours. It's a, it, I mean, you know what, racing in whatever form appeals to even if you're not a a, a, a car nut itself, you don't watch a lot of racing it's still it's, it's still appealing to actually race fast and get into actually even from a gaming point of view I mean it, uh, it's it, 
I think it's it's it's, a, it's got just appeal to just how we enjoy vehicles. So it's, there's always, there's always um I think it, I think it's promising. So we look out for that. So despite uh, a blip, there's still there's still potential out there. Nice. Okay. Good. One thing, one more thing, and we've been talking about this in recent times is that. For some reason, every week is that Foxtel keeps coming out saying that they don't want to put as much money into sports unless they have exclusivity because this week Foxtel's boss has come out warning Super Rugby that if they decide to go the free-to-air option, that they may not be willing to uh, pay to pay as much as they would want to for rights to a super rugby competition. So now you've got this push in the pool between what does a governing body want? Do they want do they want to go for the highest amount of potential value they may get through Foxtel or do they want to get in front of the paywall and get the game get the game in front of as many people as possible through free to mean? <laughs> Sounds like to me he's playing games. Um they're stuck. Oh, of course, of course they're, do. they're stuck in a rut, and they're trying to make their way out without losing too too much. If I was if if, if I was the leagues, I cut my losses for a year or two or three or or, or whatever it is, and I go free to air, build build the audiences, try get the advertising dollars up, build your own streaming channels. That's the only way forward, yep. mate. I think I agree with you in this one, actually, especially for rugby. Rugby, we, we talked about this in other episodes anyway. If yeah. We, if we, we've talked about this in other episodes. Hopefully, actually, it actually turns out to be true. But I think rugby, rugby is an interesting one where I think it's going to be the first one to, because it, well, their rights are up at the end of 2020 on Fox, on Fox or Fox Sports. So I think they're, they're going to be the first one to know whether if they decide to sell the rights themselves so you can go to Rugby Australia and buy it the rugby parts or, you know, something like a new over-the-top service as opposed to whatever incumbents are up. They decide to sell it themselves and a free-to-air option as well. I reckon there's, there's potential. I reckon their own streaming option and free-to-air. It's, a, uh, it's the best way. There's got to be potential on that. It's the I best think, way. I think so too. And I think rugby has a lot more fans than we're... Than it's not all doom and gloom for the sport, definitely not. Mate, how long are we all? How long are we going to be? Oh, how long are we all going to be at the mercy of these larger media outlets like Foxtel and so on? Like, like seriously, you can set up any live stream you want now, have your own app, and do whatever you want through third parties like Livestream.com, and it's it's so seamless. It's it's so easy. Yep, so, I agree. I think it. I why think wouldn't you do it? Rugby has, they'll do it. They'll do it. Rugby has the audience for that as well. Rugby has the audience. They have a passionate audience. Club rugby is crazy. They get great crowds at club rugby in Sydney. Yeah. Okay. And so free to air you know, rugby you know, league, rugby league like NRL gets massive numbers free to air on turn on. Keep doing it. It works. See, Copy them. Free to air. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm tending to go with this as well. Is that they can get value out of their own selling over the top and free to air, potentially anyway. Because I mean, this is a, this is the thing we've been talking about for a long time: is that streaming, streaming, streaming is going to be the, the thing that's going to it's going to be that dominant that falls through every rights holder from here to 2022. 
Has to, mate, has to. Well, we have that. And now finally, for the week, your cricket bet from two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago you made this bet about test cricket? Yeah. What are you doing? Test cricket gone in back 2035. Yeah. That's a shocker of a bet. I reckon, you know what? I reckon you might as well pay that one up. You might as well pay that one up for me next week. What was that? That first test, Australia-England, yeah, was an excellent match. Okay, that that shows you why Test cricket will be around forever, and that's why it's the most superior form of cricket. Go on. And and the second test is going to shape up very nicely, even though the first day was rained out. Okay. Okay. Your your I reckon I'm I'm pulling you up on this next one. What are you pulling me up now for? It was only two, two I, weeks you know, ago. You know what? It's kind of like, I'm, I can't wait to 2035 to say that you're wrong. It's kind of like that. that I can't wrong. wait to tell you how, how, how right I am. But anyway. <laughs> we will we, we'll, we'll periodically come back to this. Um, periodically come back to this. Other than that, it's been a fairly quietish week on the local front, anyway, for sports on the sports tech sports broadcasting rights digital realm anyway but you know what it's just nice to dial in anyway to talk always good to hear from you mate always good to hear from you likewise likewise always nice as well in saying that let's wrap it up once again thank you very much for joining me on the show and we'll catch you next week catch you then thank you Yamit Thank you.